Imagine being a young man with no one to turn to, no guidance, and no hope for the future. For many young men, this is a reality they face every day. But a few good mentors is here to make a difference in their lives, and we need your help. Our team of cyclists is embarking on a 200-mile journey to raise funds for our mentoring program. We believe that every young man deserves a positive role model who can help guide them towards a better future. With your support, we can make that a reality. Your donation can help provide these young men with the tools they need to break the cycle of poverty and hopelessness. Every dollar counts, and every dollar can make a real difference in their lives. We know times are tough, and there are many causes out there vying for your attention, but we ask that you take a moment to consider the impact your donation could make. Your generosity could change the trajectory of a young man's life forever. So please, donate today and help us create a brighter future for these young men. They need us, and with your support, we can make a difference. Bless. Text your people, they shit. All the problems and your needs if you just Lawyer, doctor, anything if you just You got some questions about some things you just You a king, be the king, you just Got proper comfort for the queens if they Live in favor, see the dream Get your phone, Good evening everyone, this is Michael Morgan Host of The Mailbox I'm so glad to be here this evening I want to give a uh, special acknowledgement I'm here solo This, this podcast, so Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But I want to give a, a big shout out to my co-announcers um, uh, 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 who are uh, Mark Cheeks and Brian Ajayi. They couldn't make it uh, today, so that's okay. I will see you guys very, very soon. Look forward to having you on the next one. But I am just ex- so excited this evening to have two phenomenal guest with us i cannot wait to um to really talk to them about what they're doing and just to give a little background story uh before they come out that you know not too many people give their time like these two women have and so very impressed with them it's teacher appreciation week so we definitely want to thank them and i think right now i think it's time for us to bring out our very very special guest from the Hampton Roads area um, Mariah Stewart and Angie Hicks so welcome to the mailbox thank you hi thank you okay great it is so good to see you and just a little background information for everyone when I read your story in the I read the Virginia pilot almost daily I, I still read newspapers a lot of people <laughs> laugh at me but I, I still read newspapers, not the actual paper kind, but of the electronic ones. And it's absolutely crazy with what's going on down there as far as crime is related, you know? And so, uh, but not just there, even up here in Northern Virginia, D.C. area, crime has really 
risen and to have some people doing some really positive things. I know you guys are tired and we're going to get into it with our guests on what exactly you're doing. But I just want to say thank you, you know, from our producers, Jamar and Cece and and all of our uh, folks in our organization. Thank you for being a teacher and, and doing all the wonderful things that you're doing out there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like I said, the story in the Virginia pilot was, was I, I usually flip through it real quick and don't really spend a lot of time on a particular article, but being a sports fan myself, and I love baseball too, I thought, yeah, this one definitely caught my eye. But um, before we get into that, I would like for you to to um, introduce yourself. So when we'll start with you, Mariah, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're originally from, um, how'd you end up at um, the school where you're teaching and, uh, you know, your family situation. Of course. Um, thank you for that. So my name is Mariah Stewart. Um, I am uh, not born and raised in Norfolk. However, I am raised in Norfolk. Um, I've been here since 98 and uh this is home for me i went to um crossroads elementary i went to rosemont middle school and i went to norview high school where i teach now and it's been such an honor to be able to teach my alma mater i i truly do love walking the halls and teaching the students who are walking the halls that i walked and i, I you know some of the same teachers are still there um i went to odu and i got my um, bachelor's degree in exercise science and then I decided that I wanted to get into coaching. So I started coaching uh, middle school field hockey. I did one year of JV field hockey. Um, still wanted to continue that a little bit more. So I ended up um, getting into middle school soccer. I played soccer in high school. I played field hockey in high school. I played, I swam in high school. I ran cross country. I kind of did it all. I was like a three sport wow. athlete. I stayed busy, which is still true to this day. Um, and so I decided I wanted to go back to school. I was, I really wanted to connect with my athletes. I really wanted to hold them accountable. I wanted to make sure they were doing the right thing in school because I knew how important school was. So I decided to go back to school and get my master's in PE. So I got my master's in physical education. Um, and then I have, um, a certificate in adapted PE. So I work with kids with special needs as well. Um, and then coaching kind of just took off. I coached the varsity swim team. Um, I did varsity field hockey for several years. Um, and I love it. I, I truly do love it. As, athlete, as a PE teacher, as a former athlete, a current athlete, um, I, I mean, I, I really enjoy still being on the field with some of the kids or being in the water with some of my kids. Um, I have a family. I've got two little ones. I've got a, a, my little my littlest just turned two on Sunday. So yeah, okay, he's two good, and then I have a, a almost five-year-old. She'll be five in August. And wow. I just came from T-ball practice, which is why I'm <laughs> far, but um, it's never, it's literally never ending for me. Um, okay. T-ball games after T-ball games. And, and that's me. I, I run, my husband's a, an avid runner as well. So we, we stay pretty busy all the time. That's good. That is good. Yeah, you, it sounds like it. And my <laughs> wife went to Norview and ODU. So that's hey. amazing. So Go yeah. So that's a, that's <laughs> okay, Angie. And Angie is, do you prefer Angie or Angela? That's fine. And, is, and is it Hicks Williams or just Hicks? It's, or it's William Six. William Six. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. That's all, okay. Right. all right. 
Yes, I'm Angela Williams Hicks. I'm born and raised in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, several elementary schools. I attended Norview Middle and actually graduated from Maury High School. I played field hockey, basketball, softball, and ran track in high school, but was fortunate to get a scholarship to play softball at Norfolk State University. I have coached um, at several different middle schools, several high schools um, throughout my years when I started coaching since 1994. So I've been coaching since then. Um, but in between, I got married, had children. So I do have two adult children right now. I have a um, 23-year-old who is an airline stewardess, and I have a 25-year-old who actually plays professional basketball. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> after playing softball at Norfolk State, um, I played adult league for a little while, but I think I started coaching right after graduation. So I've been teaching health and PE and coaching since 1994. I've coached several sports, um, field hockey, swimming, basketball, softball, track, but this is my first year ever coaching boys in baseball. Wow. That, so. that, is, uh, that is something else. And the name of our podcast is Changing the Game One Pitch at a Time. And we're meeting the women who are coaching boys to greatness in the uh, Norfolk area. Um, it would be Norfolk, right? If that yes. were Nor Nor yeah. yeah. And so mm. I'm still, even though I've been married for a while, mm. I still, it, that, that area still confuses me a little bit with Chesapeake, Virginia Beach and, <laughs> and everything. I, I All I know is that I hate the tunnel. That's all that right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it really is a pleasure meeting both of you all. And how did this come about? Mariah. Oh, yeah. So funny story. <laughs> um, coaching, coaching swim. We're in the middle of swim season. It's getting close to, to the end of it. And one of my swimmers is actually a, our catcher for the baseball team. And he said, hey, Miss Stewart, you interested in coaching baseball? We need a baseball coach. And I was like, yeah, I got you guys. No worries. I'll do it. I'll be your baseball coach. And we we're just kind of poking fun at it. And then I was like, I mean, but honestly, I will. I know how hard it is on the administrative side to get paperwork done, to make sure the kids have all their physicals um, and everything else that needs to happen in order for a kid to play sports. So I, I really kind of spearheaded the, the paperwork side of it um, with the intent that there was someone else coming in. Um, and we had somebody and then, you know, things fell through so they couldn't coach. There were other things that were going on. So we ended up, me and, um, well, I was like, hey, Angie, I kind of need some help if you don't mind. And she's like, I got you because we've got this great working relationship. And she's like, well, I know baseball. Well, I know softball, but baseball's not that different. And we kind of just went with it. That is amazing. It really is. Um, you know, have you all experienced it in other school districts, especially down there where women are coaching boys? Or is this kind of a common thing in your area? As far as baseball, this is the first time I've known um, for women to coach baseball. 
we actually have a female coaching our boys volleyball team at Norview as well. Okay. So, so, so why is that? Is there just a lack of men available or is it just, so why, why are the women coaching more of the boys or starting to coach more of the boys? Um, I don't know if there's a really a, a, any rhyme or reason to it. I think it's just having the right person in the right place that's willing to do the right thing for the right people. I think, um, I don't, honestly, I, I, I'm not sure that there really is an exact reason why in today's day in society, I mean, today's day, it's everyone's busy. I mean, you hear how busy I am and then yeah. work starts at, I'm up at four 30 and I'm in bed at 10 every night. So right. mm -hmm. I mean, I, and honestly, it's just the scheduling conflict. We get in, we have school, we got practice and People have jobs. We got to work for a living. So yeah. maybe there's like a time conflict. And that was kind of a lot of the issues that we were running to. Well, I can do it, but I can't do it until this time or I can't do it until this time. And and I mean, it's just the ugly truth about the way we have to live now. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you have men who coach females in sports all the time. Exactly. Angie, it, it does happen all the time, which makes me wonder like so I was watching um, I love sports so this is like right up my alley but um you know I was watching NBA playoffs mm -hmm. and I'm thinking the I can't remember her name the coach for South Carolina State in women's basketball could easily coach she's great she's phenomenal Dawn mm -hmm. Dawn Dawn Staley Dawn Staley mm, yes she could easily coach either Division One men's or even an NBA team. Mm -hmm. I think the NBA will be the first professional um, league to have women coaches I, I, I mean, as a full, as a head coach. I know they have yeah. assistant coaches, both yeah. NBA and NFL, but I think a, a head coach could happen, don't you think? I, I agree. I agree. Um, and honestly, I was offered um, to coach boys basketball back in middle school. And I was like, ah, kind of scared to do that. I really didn't think the boys would accept a mm -hmm. female coach. But we've had female coaches in the middle school, in high school for basketball. So, hey, why not baseball? Because right, we've right. learned that they respect us the same way they would respect a man. Yeah, and that was one of my questions also was, you know, we mentor to young boys ages 8 to 21, and they can be a handful once they reach yeah. high school. Like, they don't want to <laughs> listen to anything. We, it's much better to catch them young, and then we can kind of mold them from there. But when they get older, it's, it's tough. Have you experienced any situation, especially coming in as new, co new coaches have a tough time anyway? But with the mm -hmm. boys, have you experienced any issues? Well, I come from middle school and I coached middle school boys or middle school students for 13 years. I'd rather coach high school any day. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Why? In middle school, they're, they're still trying to find themselves. Um, they can be very disrespectful, not focused. Where, and to me, at least in high school, they've kind of figured out who they are, decided what they want to do, the sports they're involved in, they've been doing for a while. So at this point, they, you know, kind of 
know what directions they want to go in. So mm -hmm. I think they do have more respect, more of a work ethic. So it's a little easier coaching on a high school level than it was middle school. So you all have experienced zero issues with the uh, the boys on the team? Oh, we didn't say that. <laughs> issues would probably be the the word to use i think it's been an adjustment so the boys are so used to one having that male person there being able to say whatever they want being able to act however they want and with a female you know angie and i know we're like respect. It's the optic. It's, it's the way that you, you see it, the way it's perceived. So, and that's one thing that we've kind of been pushing with the boys as well is just because I'm your coach, just because I'm your baseball coach, doesn't just mean that you can do whatever you want. I'm still a female. I'm still a, a an adult. I'm still a coach. I'm still a teacher. So please still respect me that way. Um, but also kind of like teaching those life lessons. Like you can talk how you want to talk with your guy friends, but yeah. just have a little, you know, restraint and a little bit of respect when you're talking to a female, even if you don't mean it or, oh, this is my friend, but you don't know how other people are going to perceive that or take it. And, and, and we've gotten that. So just having that little bit of personal accountability as far as the respect aspect goes, I think yeah. the boys just had a little bit of an adjustment. We're still, we're still working on that one, but <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So one of the questions that we have is, is, is there a difference? Do you all see a difference in coaching males and females? Uh, I know you talked about respect, but, or is it basically, hey, we're just going to focus on the sport and, but is there anything that, any adjustments that you all had to make or from your approach to coaching? Well, Mariah coached boys in swimming as well. Um, so she she has both. She has males and females. So I don't for for me, my first time coaching boys in the beginning, I thought it was going to be a, a lot different. Um, girls can be very emotional when they play. To me, boys just out there get it done. They can bicker with each other, disagree, but still play together. So it's yeah. a little different as far as that aspect to me, because girls are more emotional. Yeah. Yes, I, yes. I would have to agree with that. I do believe <laughs> that that is true, because I do. So I have um, another coach with me, and it's another female coach, and we coach both the boys and the girls' swim team. Mm -hmm. um, and so there, it's just us two. But I feel like swim is kind of a little bit different. So coaching those two, we combine the practice. Everyone practices together. So if it's really mostly, I would say mostly based on a skill level. So if you can do, you know, distance, you're going to be in these lanes. If you can do a certain, uh, you know, skill set, it's going to be in this lane. If you're one of my sprinters, you're going to be in another lane. And I'm going to give you like your personalized workout, but I'm not going to hold back because I know what you're capable of. And I tell my, I tell my students all the time or my athletes all the time, I'm not going to have you do something in a meet that I'm not, that I don't think that you can do. So I'm not going to just like throw you into the deep end, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I do, I do hold my students right. and athletes to a higher standard. If you're out here putting in the work, I'm going to keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you until you're able to get to that point of success personally. Cause once yeah. you hit that, once you hit that like internal pers like 
success, you're good. You've, you've hit that threshold. You're good to go. You can do anything at that point. But coaching the boys, I would have to agree with Angie. The girls are definitely a little more emotional when I coach field hockey uh, or even when I was doing middle school soccer. But the boys, I think that for them is just an ego thing. They think they're really yeah. good. They think they're <laughs> hot stuff. And they're the best person on the team. But exactly. they yeah. turn around and you got to humble them a little bit. Well, you missed that ball. Right, <laughs> right. <awesome> balls. <laughs> Exactly. And that that's what I used to coach AAU basketball and uh, boys, my son, and, and, you know, for years. And I tell you what, if I were down there, I would definitely love to coach your, your baseball team. But, um, you know, I think one of the things with boys, they all think, OK, I'm going to go to Major League Baseball or I'm going to go to this super high level. And um, have they ever come to you and said, Hey, you know, coach Mariah or coach Stewart, I have, or, or coach Angie, I have an issue off the field. Can you help me with, do they talk to guys like that? Is it personal? Oh, yes. We've, we've experienced a lot, probably on a daily basis, if not um, a weekly basis, if not a daily basis. And it didn't just start this year with baseball. She and I both, um, we are counselors, we are parents, we are Ubers, we are whatever we need to be to our students on a daily basis. Um, Mariah is actually our department chair. I am the academic advisor. So we do more than just coach our athletes. That is great. That is, I'm really, really impressed by that. You know, because we need more people like you now have other male coaches when you go play another team, have they <laughs> treated you fairly? And, you know, is there any issues with that? Honestly, no. Um, and it, and I'm not sure if it's because we're getting all depressed or getting all the, you know, news media and stuff like that. But everyone's like, this is a great thing you're doing for this program. This is wonderful. You know, I'm so glad you guys continued this and you guys are doing great. Um, and I mean, everyone's been really supportive of it now, what they say behind their backs or what they say about the breath when we end up walking off the field win against them. I don't know, but I mean, up, up front, they're, they're very supportive. Um, I've even had a couple coaches when I initially was starting to like schedule games, um, say, Hey, I've got like this, I don't want to say it's a playbook, but he's got, I've got these scenarios. I can send them to you. Um, I've kind of made it all of my infielders and outfielders have, you know, reviewed them. And I was like, well, that's very nice of you. Thank you so much. You know, I would appreciate that. That's wonderful. He never ended up sending it to me, but (laughs) of course um, not. Of course not. (laughs) It was the thought that counted. He was really genuine and he really was like, I think that this is great because I don't think he was really expecting a female to come through that phone when I called him. I bet. So just recently, I'm sorry, we were playing one of our opposing teams, and I think maybe a parent or someone made a comment about us as female coaches, and the coach for the opposing team said, no, um, I know Coach Hicks, and I know she's played ball in college. I played with her in co-ed, and she knows what she's talking about and what she's doing. So 
I appreciate him just stepping up and having my back That's and good. saying that, you know, That's to one good. of his parents on his team. So That's good. And, you know, speaking of parents, when I coached AAU and youth teams, it's always the parents that gave me the most, I don't want to say issues, but those were the things that I had to deal with the most. Is it the same at the high school level, especially for you two being women, dealing with parents both on your team and um, even opposing teams? I don't think so. Mm-mm. We've had nothing but support from our parents. That's we good. Really, really have. Honestly, abundance of support. I mean, another you know thing that we're trying to do is just enforce that they're student athletes. And there's been yes. conversations there's been conversations that I've had to say, Hey mom, dad, I want to talk to you after the game before you leave. And it's because a teacher's emailed me or teachers reached out to coach Hicks or, um, I'll see them in the hallway, not in class, or I'll see them in the cafeteria going to one or two extra lunch shifts. And, and the boys know that if they are not doing what they are supposed to be doing, then they end up paying for it at practice or they yeah. end up not playing in a game, not starting in a game. And mm-hmm. I have no problem losing a game because I don't have my starters in because they weren't doing what they should be doing. Um, we, we've we talked about this over and over again. I mean, yes, we want to win. We want to make sure this program is seen and known, but the morals above that stand higher for me because I want to make sure the boys know there's someone in your corner at all times. It doesn't matter if you think your teacher's against you. It doesn't matter if you think your teacher's giving you a bad grade. It doesn't matter if you think your teacher's doing too much. <laughs> what it is, what it is at the end of the day is that people are here for you. People are here to, to help you be successful. And the only way, the only thing standing in that way is you. So right. if, you, if you're not in class learning, if you're in class but on your phone and not learning, there's no way for you to be successful on the field. Cause you're going to lose practice. You're going to lose game time. You're going to lose all those reps. And I've had to have those tough conversations with parents, but it's not a tough conversation for me. It's a tough conversation for the athlete to stand there and be like, well, yeah, I did something yeah. wrong. And the parents like do what you got to do coach. Yeah, that's great. And you know, we always have, whether you're at work, I, I, I recently retired after 36 years with the FBI and I know supervising people can be difficult. Is there, has there been any experiences with maybe a toxic type behavior on the team that you had to address? And it doesn't have to be anything really horrible, but any behavior that you're like, okay, we have to, we got to handle this. I think we just talked about that maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of let the kids know today too, mm-hmm. but... I think we had to let them know this may be your team, but this is our program. And we're trying to build a positive program, a winning program. So anything that's toxic and poison has to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you have to do that. You really do have to do, especially with boys. Sometimes boys are in their own world sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so well, you, you mentioned to them, you know, during the games, after the games and stuff like that, it's okay to be mad. 
you have every right to be mad if you didn't play well, if you didn't, you know, field the ball, if you didn't hit right, if you struck out. It's okay to be mad. Be mad. I want you to be mad because you're holding yourself accountable. However, don't get mad at other people on the team. You can get mad at them too, hold them accountable, but just do it in a more positive way. And if you're yeah. going to rag on them or get mad at them or whatever, don't do it during the game because that's only just going to bring their, their their personal self-esteem down. It's going to make them, you know, get unfocused out of the game. And that's not what we need. So, yeah. yes, okay, dude, you didn't, you missed that ball. You got to make sure that hands down. You got to make sure your glove is this way or that way or, hey, try doing this or and different things. Like trying to be a little more positive is is one of those things that we are definitely trying to push to them. And, and I think that they're slowly getting the idea. That's good. So how's the, how are you all doing? What's, what's the record so far? Or is season should be coming to a close soon, right? We have six more games. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. we're six and seven right now. Six okay, wins. That's, good. that's not bad. I mean, first year, not bad, not bad at all. How do you all feel about how the season is going? I, I think it's going great. I mean, we look at the previous years, last year, um, coming off with a record of one and 19. I, I think we're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That is really, really good. That's good. And so, like I said, the mailbox podcast, um, is really sponsored by a few good mentors, uh, our mentoring organization. We're talking to Mariah Stewart and Angie Williams Hicks. Uh, coaching boys baseball at Norview High School and so in the Norfolk area and uh, one of the things I always ask our guests are about mentoring and did you all have mentors yourself growing up and if so who were they and and how did it impact you? I'd have to say I personally didn't have an, a like a specific mentor. I definitely relied on my teachers a lot. I was I was a student who was always in a teacher's room, always asking a teacher for advice. Um, I was there early in the morning to get help on work. I was there late in the afternoon to get help um, with work or anything, you know, when I wasn't at practice. But um, I didn't really have like a set like mentor, like a, a group of people or a specific person that would I would go to very often. But I definitely relied on my teachers a lot, which is, again, another reason why I end up telling my students, teachers aren't really against you. We're, we're just pushing you to be better than what you think you are. Yeah, that's good. And I think I drew more to my coaches. Um, my field hockey coach was my softball coach in high school. And I played basketball and then had a track coach as well. And I just stayed after school every day playing something at a practice at a game in the summertime. So I just pretty much grew up with a good set of coaches who also took interest in my life as well. Yeah, that is great. And what you all are doing is truly, truly amazing. Um, Going into next season and next school year, are, do you anticipate you all will be the coaches or are you going to try to pass it off to someone else? Or Angie. <laughs> <laughs> that means yes. That, that means yes, Mariah. That means yes. At, I mean, and at first we did. We said, you know, we're just going to do this until they find a coach. 
but now we're connected and every day we're talking about okay so we're gonna do this next year we're gonna do that next year so <laughs> it sounds like we're not going anywhere <laughs> and I, up. the boys are so awesome I love a lot of them are students or currently our students so yes not only do we have that connection with them but like we see them in the hallways and I know them on the swim team and I just, I know them a little more personally when I get to know them. They're like, they're like your kids. Yeah. You, love yeah, them and you don't want to get rid of them. You don't want them to leave the nest. Right. Right. And, and, you know, those years right after high school are so important. And so, you know, and that's where our mentoring organization can help as well. So don't forget about us. You know, we are here to help, especially, um, in an area where you know my wife grew up, I know a lot of people down here as well, and so um, we definitely would love to connect with you all further. If you have anything going on, uh, let me know. You know our chapter director in the area is Marty Smith, and you know we definitely would would love to either even come out to a game, even to a game. Would That'd be great. Be great. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, any last words? Well, I tell you what, one last question. If there's a female at the high school or even middle school level who is either either being nudged to coach boys or is even thinking about it herself, what advice would you give another female who might have to do this or may want to do it? Go for it, baby. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I know that I had a little, a lot of apprehension. I know my place. I know I'm not good at it. Look, I was at practice today and the boys are just getting the hoot and holler out of me trying to hit this ball. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot, and I know I cannot. And I tell the boys, I know my place. Angie coaches third base. That's typically where, you know, the head coach goes is third base, but I know my place. So if I'm not going to be any help to them at third base, put me on first base. I can be there. I'm good at it. But that was my, that was a little bit of my apprehension, but I told the guys, I was like, I do my research and go home and I look everything up. My husband's another one of the assistant coaches and he played baseball and he went there and, and he helps me out so much. I asked him, I was like, so what do you think about this? Well, how about this? And then at the beginning of the season, I would ask the kids, I was like, so explain to me why you're doing that or explain to me. And they did a really good job helping me better understand the game that they know through and through. And I, you know, I'm extremely grateful for them because they've been very patient with me. Um, and, you know, Coach Hicks, gosh, she's freaking amazing. She's like my best friend. And Oh, that's great. That's great. I, I mean, we, I think we are literally the, the best coaching duo that Norview is ever going to find. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone else. <laughs> but that's just me. I'm not, I'm not totally biased. I'm not totally biased. But I work really well together. She keeps me a little level. I'm like, well, what about this? And maybe that. But heck, if anyone wants to coach, go for it. it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female doing the opposite. It, go for it. Coaching these young people is what we need. We need to get them off the streets, get them out of trouble, get them focused on something more positive. I That's think right. every sport should have at least a female assistant coach. Right. Because yeah. we, yeah. we're, we're just different. We're just different. Yeah. And um, we'll, we'll bring the discipline that they may need. We just do things like a mother would do the children. So yeah. I, I think every sport should have a female assistant. 
Yeah, that is that's you're probably <laughs> right, and more more organized, right? And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you Don't can look at our office because our office is disarray, but. <laughs> And I like I like the term hoot and holler, so maybe we can change the name of the podcast. To <laughs> we're changing the game, and we're hooting and hollering, yeah, one pitch at a time, right? Yep. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you too so much. I know you've gotten you know a lot of attention for what you're doing because it's it's so important, it's so uh, amazing the things that you're doing. So I definitely want to say thank you and I definitely you know I go down here quite a bit so I, I definitely would love to check you out and, and meet you first please hand. do yeah come yeah. on by. please do absolutely absolutely so come on and before we leave I just want to tell everyone please subscribe to our YouTube channel at the mailbox uh, connect with us on all social media and each month we have a newsletter which also Mariah Angie, you can uh, subscribe to it as well. And it really gives a lot of good information, not only about what we're doing, but for instance, this month in May, the newsletter that just came out, we're talking about AI. We're talking about some, uh, some restaurant reviews in the Atlanta area and other amazing things that are going on. So a lot of information, a lot of things going on with our organization, but we're in the Hampton area, Hampton Rose area. Uh, primarily Chesapeake Norfolk but you know we are looking for mentors all over the area so just connect with us at um, AFGM at info um, at AFGMmentoring.org that's that's on the screen and we'll connect with us or through Facebook Twitter Instagram we're there and so we want to make a difference make a positive impact on the next generation so thank you mariah thank you angie and we'll see you next time on the mailbox thank you thank you